0: What up, though? Welcome to Audio Trip. I am your host, JS. The ATP is here. Man, I'm just excited on my high uh, from the new additions to the Detroit Pistons and the new additions to the Atlanta Hawks. Yep, Yep, I'm a Hawks fan, too, but I am a Pistons fan first. That goes first. That goes first, but man, we picked up a lot of great additions in the draft. The draft was pretty good for us. Um, and I'm loving what the new general manager is doing. He's he's doing he's doing good stuff. We uh lost our whole damn our whole damn roster and we got a new one. You know what I mean? So only thing I'm just worried about us staying competitive, I want a a, a new young team. And it looked like the Atlanta Hawks is, is doing good. I see they picked up Rondo, they picked up Gallinari, and hey, we doing it. You know what I mean? I just hope I'll be able to go to some games this year. For the Pistons and the Hawks So I am very happy about that You know, as a basketball fan Very happy about that And I'm still on a, uh, on a versus high It was pretty big for Atlanta It was pretty big for the town this week With Young Jeezy and, uh, excuse me, just Jeezy And Gucci Man uh, going at it in versus I feel like my heart was popping out my chest Because uh, I thought some violence was about to happen the whole time just to see another grown man dissing somebody else right in front of him it was pretty big but with everything that they had going on in the past 20 years ago um i don't know if i could probably took the stage with somebody that had sent someone to kill me but you know hey we got to look past this stuff sometimes we really do we got to look past it um we're getting older and it's no need is It's and I seen a lot of people that really wanted them just to stay at odds at each other, but man, it's a good thing for them brothers to piece it up. So it's a beautiful thing. It was a good night for the culture. It was a good night for hip hop. It was a good night for Atlanta. So I really, I really dug it. Um, It was pretty good. But I, I found a new show. I'm, I'm late as hell to the game. Late as hell. But I have been searching for new stuff to watch. I feel like it isn't anything to watch. When I do get a chance to watch TV. Um, which is rare but i've been looking for a show and i've seen it there in my face for the past four weeks but i looked at nicole kitman and hugh grant and i was like i'm not watching this shit it just didn't look interesting to me and then somebody had told me about the show and they said it was good and it was good acting on it so i was like i'm gonna check it out you know and i should have knew i, I should have knew that uh hbo they don't have step on sunday nights uh when it comes to shows you know most of the sopranos game of thrones all of the classic shows came on a sunday night so i'm thinking myself like uh lovecraft came on sunday night i should have knew but i didn't but the undoing it is a very good very good show I, i i watched all well four episodes between the night and the morning and it was it was great it's some of the best acting i've seen in a while um just everybody, Cole, Kim, and Hugh Grant, the, the the kid, the lawyer, the one black lady lawyer. Yo, she 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 doing it. She doing it. But y'all should check it out. I am caught up to date, so now Sunday I can watch the new show and, and be back on track. But check out the Undoing. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, this week I'm gonna take you on a ride to the Bay Area, out to Oakland, and um, uh, have a good conversation. With an incredible tenor saxophone player uh, And just a good brother He is uh, a member of the Black London Music He's the band leader of the group Extra Nappy And a great, great musician See who's riding shotgun with us After a word from our sponsor
1: Everyone's starving, how long for the turkey? It's almost done Have you ever fried a turkey before?
0: Oh, not exactly, but I have fried hella chicken, so a bird is a bird. Oh, hell yeah! Lions
1: win? Yes! Watch
0: out!
1: We need a fire extinguisher. you about to kill us! Hey, 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 y'all. It's Earl, from Earl's 3D printed time machine in Poria. Come on, come on in, Earl's. Did, didn't I say come on in? Damn. I, I, I got the new. New, 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 new. Couples couples time machine in stock. But when you and your significant other just need to shake the spot. And and don't, and don't forget you get 3% off when you mention audio trip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Today on Audio Trip, we have the most prodigious Bay Area saxophonist of his generation, Howard Wiley.
1: Oh, they love me. Yes. They
2: love me. Oh, shit, I'm here for you people. <laughs> yes. Yes. All yes. for you, Howard. How you doing you today, know, brother? Man, I cannot complain. It don't hook it up. Trying to get through the uh, purple rating. We up in the purple now.
0: Oh, really? In
3: California?
0: Yeah so it's nobody on the streets right now
3: well you
2: know people i, I don't yeah. know i'm just you know i'm i'm married so i'm just yeah. trying to make sure um, <laughs> yeah. this because uh, i ain't got no place to go in case i say the wrong thing you get a little <laughs> slip up yeah. like whoo so you know i'm just making sure i don't say the wrong stuff and um keeping things cool at yeah. the house
0: yeah hey hey that is the most important thing happy wife happy life that is you know,
2: happy truth. wife means you live.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, like unhappy wife, that's just, just death. Like just, just take this, take me now, Jesus, because she ain't gonna let this go.
0: Yeah. I could imagine. I could imagine. But how has everything been with COVID? Being that you're not able to tour and play a lot of shows for audiences or whatever,
2: that sucks. Because I really enjoy people. I really enjoy the way music makes people feel and that that feeling that we give to each other as, as music creator and audience so i miss that aspect but yeah. i've been using this time to um, do a lot of recording yeah. do a couple of different projects been writing a lot so that has been cool that i'm in, in refreshing
3: i'm able to do those things so that is cool and i always try to stay positive
0: no doubt and i guess yeah with a lot of people just being stuck in the house you're able to work on a lot of different projects or whatever you know, even myself during this time, you you find a lot of other things that you didn't used to do, but you do now. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Like build my wife an office, hook this garden up, <laughs> <laughs> building planter boxes. I'm like, man,
0: you've been working, brother.
2: Man, working and not making money though. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. how
3: am
1: I doing all this shit? I'm
2: yeah. not. Making money. I don't have no shut up money no more. You know what I'm saying? Baby, shut up. Yeah. a check, you know. Now yeah.
3: I got uh, hey babe, um
2: what would you like for breakfast money? So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I know the feeling. there's been a lot of cooking in. Mhm. Can you tell us any of the projects that you're working on?
2: Surely, surely, sure. I did this um this uh singer songwriter project where I'm playing all the instruments and um stretched out singing It's not jazz, so that oh, was interesting! A cool stretch. You know, we're from the Bay Area, man, and I play saxophone. So, yeah, most cats say, you know, I play jazz. I play saxophone. So, any kind of music that is music, I I want to be able to play. Yeah, do it effectively and do it well, and have people like it. So, I was happy to stretch those chops out.
0: Just being able to
2: create. Yeah, and have people like it, man. You know, that's the thing I don't like about most. You hear a lot of instrumental music, or you know, "quote unquote" jazz. Now it's like it don't have that thing. When you listen to Train or you listen to King Curtis, Yeah, it had that thing on it and, and it would pass the test because people who don't listen to jazz mm-hmm. love Coltrane. They love yeah. uh, Charlie Parker. They love yeah. King Curtis and Junior Walker. That stuff you can play around the house. But yeah. this new schoolboy stuff. I don't really like and people don't like it either. So I'm trying to Interesting. make the stuff that I do to connect with people on all levels whether I'm playing the, the highest form of jazz creativity. And I don't even like that word jazz, you know, black music, yeah. um, creativity, or I'm playing, you know, a Beyonce song. Oh. I want it to come across the same way. And my projects this year have been reflecting that where it be the singer songwriter projects mm. just did a, um, I don't know if you want to call it like the new King Curtis, the new junior Walker okay. That's the thing I'm checking out and you know, i to be putting up little snippets of this stuff on my Facebook and my Instagram, so y'all please check me out on that Howard Wiley on the IG and then Howard Wiley on the Facebook. No doubt. Songs that people like, man. You know, yeah. you, when you can put on something and it's the whole family and they like it the way Motown had that effect. Yeah. You know, like yeah, that that's 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 what I'm trying to go for, and I know it's a Bay Area thing too, because yeah, you look at the Pointer Sisters, they started out swinging. And they went the heavy funk, and then they popped out in the eighties. You know, it's a a dichotomy of what we have out here, and just what you need to have to, you know, play music, make a career Mm -hmm. out of playing music, and still talk a little shit when you get home because you know, for real, have your lady come to the gig, and it's her. You know? <laughs> yeah. that's a recipe, not to get some after <laughs>
3: that yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah. Mm.
0: That's interesting. Growing up, my father played the tenor saxophone. You know, uh I'm from Detroit originally. uh Oh
3: shit. Yeah. And,
0: Legacy. Yeah. And so he played for Edwin Star growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh he was like on tour in like the summer of sixty nine. And it was just so interesting to me for me growing up, I grew up in hip hop. You know, my father would play jazz. I'm like, oh, man, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it it was until I was uh, in high school and I seen early in high school and I seen Mo' Better Blues. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, that's my favorite movie of all time.
2: Oh, Um, Spike was on it right there. Yeah. That next. That's like, yeah, yeah.
0: But it made jazz cool for me at that age. You know what I mean? At that age, it's like, oh man, this is cool. You know what I mean? So besides growing up seeing hip hop as something that's cool, that was the first time I seen jazz as being cool. And I remember I got that Mo Better Blues album. But before then, my father had um, he had took me to a place called Pine Knob in Michigan to see uh, Miles Davis with him and his friend and so at that concert mm-hmm. i got to meet miles or whatever and at the time i'm a kid i'm like all right who's this guy you know what i mean who is this guy but as i got older i really <laughs> appreciated it mm-hmm. it was something that i appreciated growing up and like man you know the legacy of jazz and it's so hard trying to now put my kids onto it they just like all right dad you putting me to sleep you know what i mean but then i mm-hmm. say to myself oh you'll be around you'll be back you know what I mean? It's like you, mm-hmm. you, you will be back. So yeah. being that legacy of jazz in the Bay Area, how was you seeing that growing up?
2: Man, much like you, I didn't grow up on the music. Yeah. I grew up listening to what my mama listened to and going to church and what I thought was cool. So whether that's like early hip hop and R&B. Yeah. I had a similar story. Like the thing that made me realize the oneness in this beautiful music is... Um, I was 13 and I was in the Grammy band. Okay. So we had the Grammy rehearsals and Diggable Planets was playing. Dope. They were rehearsing and they had Clark Terry guesting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Clark Terry from the Duke Ellington Band, Count Basie Band, like one of the most premier trumpet players ever. Wow. And I'm sitting here listening to the hip hop band with Clark Terry Kill It. I'm like, man, it's just one music. It's just the music of a people, just various generational interpretations because it all goes together. Yes, it does. But we don't have that thing that you know, those artists like those uh whether it be the Digital Planets, whether it be Junior Walker, yeah. whether it be somebody like Grover that, that could talk to your kids musically mm. and you and know, be that gateway. And I feel I had a lot of that in the Bay Area. Mm. I um came up under the most ridiculous singer on the planet. Her name is Faye Carroll. Okay. You talk about somebody that would kill horn players, like old school, man. I mean, just like incredibly, incredibly good. Wow. From the blues to the essence of the swing to, you know, Roxanne Rowan Kirk, like singing two notes at the same time, dissonance, being able yeah. to control that stuff. And first off, it was a hardcore blues band playing the blues clubs, people dancing. Okay. And it was a hardcore swing band. We were swinging, playing Billie Holiday.
3: Yeah
2: playing John train and then we'd be, like, get a gig in Pittsburgh. That's mm-hmm. the, um, like, you know, what Oakland used to be, like the Black Mecca. Yeah. Now, since gentrification and the takeover of the Bay, we've been pushed out to Pittsburgh and Stockton on the outskirts of the area. Oh. So when you have a gig out in there, it was like Chocolate City. And wow. we were doing a gig in Chocolate City doing Babyface right after... I'm like, oh my God, we just did hardcore blues, we just yeah. did swing, and now we're doing baby face, same band, <laughs> same people. Yeah. That's what got me into the one music of a people, a oneness. Yeah. I was somebody like Miles Davis to go from playing with Charlie Parker mm-hmm. and then start playing songs. And it's the same person, it's just a story. So yeah. I get a lot of that in the Bay Area.
0: And that's and that's so dope. I did that's dope.
2: at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's dope because it shows that, no, I'm just not into this. You know, it's, it brings everybody together. This is music. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's music regardless of anything. So I think that's dope because it doesn't pigeonhole you and you like it all. So you are playing everything, you know, that you like yeah. or whatever. So that's dope.
2: Thank you. It's a little hard to market because we live in a in a very particular type of world right now where it has to be this way or that way, you know, Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah. It's cool, but also it has its difficulties at times. But being well versed and able to talk to people is my primary focus for playing the music. So Yeah.
0: Are you hopeful that the uh you know being with the Bay Area music scene as you know it now, it will survive everything that's going on with the pandemic?
2: Uh I'm gonna say something real cold. So I feel that the music scene up here and like most places is dictated by the industry that supports the area, whether it be the steel mill, whether it be Google, you know, so it's just things that these people like. So I don't, I don't know if the pandemic shut down the Bay area scene. Yeah. I think it was in a midst of a transition and this is just speeding up the transition out of, yeah a real live music, high musicality place, to, you know, something that's mimicking what we see on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and TikTok. So I think that's been the more representation of the Bay Area. But with all that said, it's, it's made those of us who are still here playing closer. Yeah, You'll see me with the killers. Anybody up here killing, you're pretty much going to see me with Howard. And that was a cool thing that we had going before the lockdown. We would play every Wednesday at the Madrone Art Bar and First Fridays, okay. at Cafe Strips. And it'd just be a quartet, organ, keys, bass, saxophone, people dancing, crowded, enjoying music. And we had like a word of mouth thing. Uber drivers would be telling me, yo, you play Wednesday nights? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I'm at the dealership getting my oil changed. Oh, man. You play with LJ and them on Fridays in San Jose. Man, I love <laughs> that. I'm like, wow, this is just some regular people stuff.
0: Yeah, I seen some of the uh, video on uh, YouTube at Stretch.
2: hmm Yeah,
3: it
0: looks live.
2: Oh, we was doing it. And that is the cool thing about the Bay Area scene. Is it's a small, but tight-knit community, especially amongst the soulful people. If you're trying to play soulfully and at a high level, yeah, we, we all know each other and hang out. And do that stuff So that's cool I've just been going back Checking out stuff Over the years That we've done It's a lot yeah. of good stuff y'all Yeah I used to post a lot About this stuff So again yeah, check that out On my IG On that Howard Got widely on the IG And the Facebook And you can see What we talking about
0: No doubt Do you feel Especially out there In the Bay Area That black people Support a lot of the scene Or is it a
2: mixture It's definitely a mixture Because um, I live in Oakland And Oakland's black population Is 13% Okay so that's not even a lot. That's very much of us. And um, but I've always found a very mixed support when 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 I step out. And yeah. Like out, you know, we play or sort of jazz and be people there, and we go see other artists, you know, date night and stuff. And the 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 difference in audience when it's when it's my gigs versus when it's you know something less soulful.
3: Yeah, yeah, no doubt.
2: You see us, and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to see
0: us. Yeah, I, I love to see us support us a lot of times at small venues and stuff and venues like that. I went to, I think it was uh, the Blue Note in New York last year mm-hmm. to see Robert Glasper. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. It was an interesting crowd. It was a mixture. It was mostly Asian, but that could be because it was in New York at the time, you know, with tourists or whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. it was a lot of black folks there, though. But, you know, it, it was mostly a mixed crowd, but it, it was just interesting. You know, I'm based in Atlanta. And so when it is something here, it's a pretty good crowd that we come out and support, especially with mm-hmm. jazz, soul, you know, underground hip hop or whatever. But, you know, we we often come out. So that's why I was just wondering how how was the scene. Was it the same way being how black Oakland is?
2: No, no. Black Oakland is a thing of yesteryear when we think of the Panthers. Yeah, Tony, 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 and Tupac. Yeah. That shit is dead. Wow. I mean, like, dead. When I walk around the lake, mm-hmm. we all know each other because it'd be the same ones. Hey, Art, how you doing? Hey, hey. you know, there's yeah. only a handful of us out here. I mean, the cost of living is extremely, extremely high. Wow. But no, nah, man, it's not like Atlanta, man. I was down there. Mm. I played with OG Doug Carn. Okay. I'm not trying to page it home myself, but I play well with organ players. You yeah. Know, like an organ tender dude. So I play Doug Carn and, uh, the greatest of them all, Chester Thompson. Okay. That's a dude from Tower of Power and um, Santana. When you hear like that found, that's Chester Thompson, like the organ found which he yeah. was associated with the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. That's C.T. But me and wow. me and Doug was in Atlanta and man, God, Doug, man, it's a whole different feeling. You get yeah. yeah. When it's just soulfulness all around and the audience yeah. and man, and the way I it's like going to D.C. because, you know, I was, Born and raised in the church. That's yeah. the church. And that's where I started playing. And it's, it's a thing. It's like when you go to a Carnatic um, music concert, you know, a South Indian classical music. Uh-huh. And you're sitting there chilling because you're pretty much the only non-Indian person. It's a thing. It's an energy that happens. Yeah. And with people who understand the culture, it's hard to describe this. Those intangible somethings, you know what I'm saying? When Big Mama Collard Green stays good, like she put her foot in that cornbread, like... I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's there and I yeah. feel it and I know it and I know when it's there and it's not there. Yeah. It's so, man, when culture and the expression of culture musically come together, it is one of the most amazing things. Yeah. I'm sure that's why I felt a little different at the Blue Note. Yeah. Because it's a mixed culture, but the music is not from mixed culture. Yeah. Everything that we're doing now um, in the unpopular part of the interview, sorry, is a it. reflection of, you know, time and segregation. Even hip hop is the last thing yeah. that came out of segregation. Like, hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I was watching Kevin Hart. He was like, dude, first time I saw a white person, I was like, oh, you can remember that. That's how separate our stuff has been. Yeah. When you remember these interactions and, and these things. around culture and different cultures and exposure to people of other cultures so it's a trip it's a trip man i'll be i'll be loving it when i'm down there and in dc because it's a it's
3: a thing
0: yeah in atlanta we pretty much we support each other uh especially in uh in music you know what i mean so it's a Mm -hmm. beautiful it's a beautiful thing i um a lot of times i wish and detroit it was like that a little more but you know it's getting better but mm-hmm. hip-hop wise they do but any other than that you know it's, it's kind of different mm-hmm. you have like a wish list of people that you would like to work with
2: yeah but they are OGs. i don't, don't want to just sit up mm-hmm. and hang out and just soak up the wisdom from like wayne shorter and and yeah and sit up and soak up the stuff the stories of how it was that Herbie Hancock tells because mm-hmm. you, you hear you get certain aspects of it and you know everybody trying to make it yeah pretty much anybody from that era that classic era in Black America from the turn of the 20th century man where those those people were special yeah like when we talk about big mamas and 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 those folks that create the Black Wall Street and my great uncle that moves from Louisiana with a third grade education to build houses and churches and leave money to the family. You know, that stuff. Those no yeah. people in that generation. Um, I want to hang out with it. I want to hang out and talk with Amina Baraka some more about the greatness yeah. that Amiri was laying on us and the network of people and things that she knows and the information and her as an artist as well. So yeah. those type of people being out here in certain places I like gig, I've gotten to, you know, I played at this church glide okay. in San Francisco. And I got to meet and work with, you know, Danny Glover and Maya Angelou and wow. great. Those are people from that generation I want to talk to from all all aspects.
0: Well, that's, dope. that's dope. I saw the video for power that you had posted. Mm-hmm. What is the vision for black London music? And uh where did that name come from?
2: Man, this goes back to what we were talking about, just the tight-knit, small community we have out here. That group just emerged of us seeing each other, at each other's stuff, and knowing each other from, you know, the Lauryn Hill days. Yeah. And um, the Lauren Hill boot camp.
0: Will you played with Lauren Hill at one time?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Black London Band. That's where we uh, really got to be friends. Kev Choice was the uh, music director, and he hired me and Michael. And we went, we was on tour for like a year. We was her experimental band.
3: (laughs) The boot camp.
2: (laughs) Oh, boot camp, man. You ever go someplace and the people feel sorry for you? Like, man, we feel so sorry for you guys. (laughs) You guys have been here rehearsing all day. She leaves and comes back and yells at you. uh, Yeah, Lauryn Hill boot camp. All that stuff Robert Glasper said was true. Uh, And he was nice about it like uh, 100% true.
0: Wow, cuz yeah, I heard him uh I heard him on another podcast talking about it and
2: I was like, "Wow."
0: You know what I mean? So, wow. So you said he was nice about it.
2: Oh, he was nice. I'm glad they didn't ask me. <laughs> so was, Oh, I got recordings too.
0: <laughs> was she just mean or
2: um I think that she had been so beat up by the industry. Yeah. Being a strong black woman that's not getting naked it's not talking about destroying our culture and our people, you know what I'm saying, yeah, that took a lot. I think that just took it out over just being you know you presented with this opportunity, yeah. and she got her clothes on, she got us with her. the narrative and what she's talking about is just beautiful, yeah. everything about the package, and that just took a toll on her and with the pressures of life and then trying to um. I don't think she was like a trained singer. I mean, it would, she would like it really loud to feel, so her voice would go out a lot.
3: Uh, and
2: that has to suck, you know,
3: Yeah,
2: for her. We up in Oakland, after she failed, brother was like, what happened to your voice? I was like, oh, man. Wow. This then led to us getting cursed to the heavens after wow. the show. <laughs> wow. But, uh, you know, man, just, just stress. Man. How our society and our country treats black women. I mean, we black dudes, so, you know, yeah. it's like, we yeah. we know we're about dying. As soon as we leave the house, it could totally happen. <laughs> that's Oh, running to the police, he having a bad day. Oh, that's it for me. Yeah. Oop, I look like somebody I don't look like. Oop, that's it for me. My life is over. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the truth.
0: I always wonder, because I'm like, she never brought out another album? Like,
2: what happened? It was a song that she had started on another album that her and uh, Kevin were working on. Mm-hmm. And it came out for a second. It was part of a Disney movie. I forgot the name of the song. And they were working on that and some other stuff. But, you know, it's just hard when you come out the bad end of stuff. It just makes life that much more difficult. So I'm sure she's got issues with communicating. She's feeling all kind of funny way. That still does not give her the right (laughs) for me saying it's cool. For all that shitty treatment she did for uh, pretty much all the musicians who worked for her. Yeah. And, you know, starting back from her first album, see what the cats were saying on that. He's like, ah, 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 that's bad.
0: Wow. It's like, I never knew all of that was going on at the time. I remember seeing, I think that tour back in the day and you never thought all of this stuff is going on or, or being that type of person towards other people. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. sucks. It sucks.
3: Yeah.
2: And that's why I like those old school cats, man. You like check out a Gladys Knight interview. Yeah. And she talked about being on the chitlin circuit and got pregnant and miscarried and had to finish the gig. She's like, I miscarried it and then went to work. I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah. that yeah, That's dedication, boy. Wow. That's the next level. Yeah. Like, whew, with some Harry Togan shit. Yeah, so, you you know, for real. That generation, that's why I like them. But back to your thing about Black London, that's where we met. i started to go off on this Long Hill tangent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to put together a, a group of, uh, you know.
0: We love you, Black woman, by the way. But go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead.
3: <laughs> go ahead.
2: Sure do. Sure do. I even love her still. Yeah. Because that album is a classic. That Miss Education is great.
0: Yeah, a, yeah that's a classic album.
2: Yeah. But uh, Black London, we're coming out of that. Bay Area, strong, Black presence with relatable music
0: that's dope that's, that's interesting who is some of your favorite musicians right now or people that you love right now
2: right now oh man just the ogs um and a few like people don't know what i know about like yeah. uh Harold jones is amazing he's a he's a drummer count Basie's last great drummer sarah von Cole, and from count Basie, and he plays with tony bennett now okay uh, oh my god such amazing work, Gary Bart's Gary Bartz, from the um, I play with Miles Davis. Okay. In um, the fusion stuff, and man, his work is amazing. Andy Bay, one of the greatest singers, arrangers. Andy Bay. Credits day. to art music is still living. Wow. Like I love his stuff. Of course, the greatest of them all, Chester Thompson. my inspiration all, all day. Um, oh. The Karn. Same thing. And this this young brother out of New York. Actually, before I get to him, Gary Thomas, saxophone player from Baltimore. Okay. This dude, first of all, what's up with all these people from Baltimore? Like with all these damn muscles, bro. Have you said like any time <laughs> no. you meet somebody in Baltimore, it's like they are ready for war. You
1: said I'm, like, no, <laughs> I'm like, yo,
2: Gary. I'm like, Yo, dude. What is up? what is really going on over there? You play the flute and the, <laughs> the saxophone. Like His dude is so buff and like scary. You can't even make no flute jokes.
3: He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. just leave that alone. No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leave that alone.
3: Oh, uh, that's funny. Yo. There's
2: another cat, Juan Wolf in Baltimore. All he do is post like, Hulkman man pictures. I'm like, don't you play? It? Like Are you muscle shirt. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> that's funny. And
2: yeah. Dennis Chambers will tell you if you ever meet Dennis, yeah. be like, hey, Dennis, tell me the Walmart parking lot story where the dude came up to your ass for some money. He's going to tell you a story. Be like, man, I ain't messing with nobody from Baltimore in my life. We are going to talk this out.
0: Oh, he had problems there,
2: Oh, he didn't have a problem.
3: <laughs>
2: the other guy had a problem. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he went in, finished his shop and came. He was like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys the cold. Uh, yeah, cat <laughs> yeah, Gary Thomas, I love that dude. He's amazing. He's amazing. Another cat named Antoine Roney. Okay. uh New York. From the Roney family, his brother's Wallace Roney. Charming player. And this cat ain't nothing but 16 years old. Wow, 16. The dude's name is Kojo Roney. He is tearing up overwhelming majority of the grown men playing drones right now. Wow. 16. And I met him when he yeah. just first started playing drones. He was a little baby kid. Okay. And Anton was like, yo, man, check my son out playing Jones. I was like, okay, you sound cute. He do sound cute now. This dude is a monster. The legacy the music of our people are in great hands with that cat.
1: Wow.
0: Wow, that's dope. I made sure I wrote all of those down, because I need to check all of those people
2: out, for real.
0: Um, because I always... I always want to hear new music. You know what I mean? So that, that's dope.
2: Mm-hmm. That's dope. Oh, yeah. With that stuff, man, Gary Barter would take you through the thing. He's like, man, you a hip-hop head. He's like, oh, yeah. this is Sample Central right here.
3: Oh, word.
2: yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's that same stuff, that same period of stuff that Dilla would always check out. You know, the Amah Jamal from the 70s. Yeah. And then where we were at at that time in the 70s. Like, he, he made a great contribution to it.
0: You know, I'm from Detroit. I love Dilla. You know, I love Dilla. So, hey. Oh, that's that's dope, though. I'm going to have to check that out. I noticed, uh, I was reading when I was doing my research, uh, before you settled on the saxophone, you tried the piano and the trumpet. Mm-hmm. What made the mm-hmm. saxophone right for you?
2: I think I was just too young with the other ones. Uh, it's finally reached reach the point where I could concentrate on something. Yeah. And um, I think I took quick to it. But I took quick to all of them. So I was just thinking, this, 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 I was at that age where I could stick to it more. And I wanted to play it at that point. Yeah. When I got over that initial learning huh? it was good.
0: I remember uh, being in school and um, you know how they give you like the recorder. Mm -hmm. I went through the whole semester pretending I knew how to read music. Um, And I believe on that last day when it was time for us to play. She, uh, she kicked my ass out of class because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds real abstract when it came out. And, uh, yeah, they, they, I was sent to the principal's office that day, uh, because I faked it the whole time. Like, yeah, you don't know how to read no damn music. Get out of here. Uh, and it's uh, still to this day. I think that's why I think that's why I make beats now because, uh, <laughs> I still just cannot read the music. You know what I mean?
2: I'm mixed on that because. I started off when I was playing piano, I just look at my piano teacher's fingers. Yeah. And just memorize the combination. Interesting. Like, oh, you can play. I'm like, cool.
0: <laughs> so you just, uh, watch the fingers and just learn from yeah. That. Interesting.
2: And, uh, yeah. as my first saxophone teacher. He's like, you was the most non-reading <laughs> Yeah, dude, I was, I was an ear player too. I mean, <laughs> I had to fix that, learn how to read, but I'd be mixed on that. But so many greats. Yeah. That's another thing where we get in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, oral tradition versus, you know, colonizer tradition, a way of yeah. passing down information. So, you know, some of my favorites like can't read music and nobody has messed with them. I mean Louis Armstrong had to learn how to read music when he was an adult. Wow. I um, didn't know that. Earl Garner couldn't read enough. Um, so many people. Wow, One of my most famous people. I can't really say it on a document like yeah. that, but you'd be surprised. Man, Earl Father Hines, mm-hmm. um, People don't even like this popular thing. Kids couldn't read. Wow. Yeah.
3: That's interesting. I, did, I didn't know that. He didn't even
2: play that good. You're like, damn, dude, you can at least read. Yeah, nope. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Everybody, if he was in the cypher, you'd be like, what is he doing here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah.
3: hey, For real. Like, every battle, he lost. Like, uh, you know, you
2: hear Cannonball <laughs> and Coltrane, they was going at it. Cannonball yeah. won sometimes, train won sometimes. Johnny Griffin, Locked All Day, was going at it. Every battle he got into, he lost. I was like, ooh, ooh, I feel bad for you, Stan.
3: Oh, that's, yo, that's funny. That's hilarious. Art Blakey
2: couldn't read? Wow. Yeah. He would have the band rehearse with another drummer, all the new music, and he yeah. would hear it once, go right on into it. That's
0: wild, yo. That's wild. Dude. You know, that it's, it's not a requirement like that. You know what I mean? Of just playing what you feel.
2: It, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, but, I mean, if you hear it, you hear it. It's good. Yeah. I mean, all those Charlie Parker records, he didn't bring no music to the session. He was like, all right, guys, this is how I go. And taught it to him. John Coltrane didn't pass out a sheet of music with the classic band. He would just start playing it on stage. So and every, they would learn it.
0: So everybody else just backed him up and just just go off of what he was playing.
2: Mm-hmm. figured out. I mean, it's a language. Yeah. You got to understand and know the language. Yeah. You're going to be having sex with a book in your hand. Okay, left stroke. Back it up. To the left. <laughs> to the right. Okay, okay. Stick sticking in real good. Real good. And you read it? Come on. <laughs> All right, baby. Hold on. Let me, turn, let me flip the page. That shit ain't going to work. <laughs>
0: you better know what to do. You're right. That'd be your last time.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to. I like, can't yeah, you do this?
0: That's for real.
3: <laughs> oh, that's, for real shit, yeah, uh, for that's real shit, man.
0: for real. No doubt. So, Just from your terms, how can people best support their musicians that they love right now at this time?
2: Hit them up on our communicative formats. We are all on that Instagram. We're all on that Facebook. We're all on that TikTok. Come by my page at Howard Beth on the IG. Hit me with some likes. Check out the power video. I got more stuff coming up. Just support us that way. Stream our stuff no doubt, from your platforms, even though they are ripping us off at the highest forms. You want to support Tidal has a great deal where they give the artists most of the stuff. Hit the artists on Bandcamp. Yeah. Just download that extra app and pop it in your, your playlist. Give yeah. us some views. Give us some plays. Reach on out. No doubt. Say, Howard, I'm tired. Of this fake ass jazz shit, bring me some real swing. I'm gonna bring you
3: some real swing.
2: You know what I'm saying? Are really we tired of the swing? My lady don't like the dang, dang, the dang. We need that funk that you and LJ was playing. I'm gonna give you the funk. No that doubt. Me and LJ was playing.
0: No doubt. No doubt. I was um I was looking at your Instagram and I seen that um that you're vegan. Mm, it's stone cold. So being that Thanksgiving is coming up this week, what will your plate look like?
2: Oh, dude, I'm throwing down, first of all. So I got most of the soul recipes veganized with just some, some creativity. So I'm going to have me some collard greens. I'm going to have me some cornbread, some black-eyed peas, you know, and be cupcaking So we're making this thing called a gratin. Gratin. So it's like this potato um, squash dish. Oh, so it's going to be slapping. I think I got a picture on there somewhere. I'm going to be doing that, make some soup. Oh, Oh. Mm-hmm. then I may have like a squash soup yeah mm-hmm. squash seasonal vegetable mm-hmm see yeah I gotta uh, and uh, I'm gonna make some sweet potato pie that you be like are you sure it's vegan mm-hmm
0: what do you put in the greens because like right now I use like turkey or whatever but what do you put in mm-hmm. your greens to give it flavor
2: typically I wouldn't give it a secret way but we need to learn how to get some healthy stuff so, so yeah. people check it You use veggie broth mm-hmm. coconut milk which is thick like yeah. you know pig fat and um smoke salt and leeks the smoke salt smoke with the salt. coconut gives it that same smoky flavor cause you're not getting a pork flavor you're not yeah. getting a turkey flavor you're getting that smoke flavor
3: yeah
2: and then it's this little thing called liquid smoke you know it's only one I've seen that that's, I've that's seen that's liquid good. smoke everything else is whack it's called uh lazy kettle lazy kettle brand okay concentrated liquid smoke you pop that in the black eyed peas with your smoke salt yeah and then uh, hmm. And the leeks, I'm not sure what the leeks do, but you can make it taste right.
0: I don't know how to cook vegan. So a lot of times it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. So, you know. Oh. So, dang, that's dope. Okay.
2: Oh, I got it. On the baked goods, too. I had to stop baking. I was getting too fat. And you can tell I'm already good eating vegan. All <laughs> right. Like, He's
1: vegan. He's kind of chunky.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm be eating good. I'm looking at the stove right now like, what are we going to do?
0: Do you got any plans for Thanksgiving?
2: Me and my wife are going to hang out with... Uh, another friend of ours yeah her and her husband well they're not husband and wife, but her husband he up in the house fixing everything (laughs) i'm like dude do you live here nope but she's fixing everything everything (laughs) so i'm like damn
0: no that's dope Mm -hmm. that's dope well i want to thank you howard wiley for coming to take this trip on the audio trip with us this week can you tell everybody where they can find you at
2: man please check me out on the ig on the howard.wiley hit me on that Facebook. I am there. I've got some cool videos on the YouTube. Just type my name in Howard Wiley. It'll be the funk. It'll be the swing. And uh, you got me thinking I need to do some more vegan posts. I'm going to start out yeah, yeah, with a jazz yeah. vegan post. Like, okay, this is how we make this good.
0: Hey, that would be dope. Show you preparing some. Put your music under it. You know what I mean? Hey, oh, because, because, look, a lot of us don't know. Uh, Especially like me I didn't know how To prepare it And it's a lot of stuff That's out there For you to do it So I appreciate it hey, That would be dope
2: Oh be yeah, dope. yeah. And real. a bunch of us Out here doing it The spot in LA Misha Kind Food These brothers Got this stuff Tasting so much Like cheese I'm like This is ridiculous uh, Wow And this is healthy It's healthy It's good It's black owned So dope. Yeah More vegan posts coming up with some good-ass music. Dope. That's
0: dope, man. I appreciate you, brother. I want to tell you, have a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And uh, you
2: do the same.
0: Thanks for talking with us today.
2: Man, I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: No problem, brother.
1: They love me. They love me.
0: Boy, that was a great conversation with the talented, talented, very talented Howard Wiley. Uh make sure you support that brother for real. Um follow him on Instagram and on Facebook that is Wiley. I hope y'all have a great Thanksgiving and make sure you be responsible out here. Make sure y'all still wearing your mask. It's still a pandemic. That's the truth. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Got my old dude coming in town. You know what I mean? Chillin' with the family and eating and watch these Lions lose. I'm just joking. We we going to fucking win. We winning. We are winning this week. We are going to win. Are we playing? Are we playing? Shit, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. But I hope we win. Um, Happy Turkey Day, y'all. And happy Thanksgiving to the rest of everybody out there. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at AudioTripPodcast. And you can also show support by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform. If you like what we're doing, leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. But you can leave stars and money and all kinds of other stuff on any of your other streaming platforms. Every little bit helps. We need to support each other out here, y'all. Hey, this is the Audio Trips Podcast, and I am your host, JS.